We're talking about the weather, and we're in Washington. Claire's in Oregon, but we are, I, I don't know about you, Anna, but I'm so happy to have rain today. It is the first, real first day of fall today. It does. Because yes, it does feel like that. It, it just was so gross. First, it was just hot. It just continued to be like, I don't know, 80s, the first few weeks of fall for us, I think. And then it was just smoky and gross. And- mm-hmm. It was even smoky here, like very smoky here. I'm about, uh, wow. for people who don't know, I'm about three-ish hours, three, four hours south of you guys. I can only imagine what it was like for you guys. It must have just been terrible. Yeah. It was like fog. It was so. It was like a foggy day where you just can't even barely see. Wow. And then you can't breathe either. Yeah. You couldn't see downtown Bellevue from South Bellevue. Oh, wow. <laughs> we haven't seen Mount Rainier in like... A month. Oh. Don't know if it still exists. Pretty pretty <laughs> sure it does. That this week our air quality here in Seattle sometimes was listed as number one city with the worst AQI. Yeah. Is that what it is? If we were number two, it's only because Lahore somehow beat us. So wow. <laughs> so like worse than Beijing, worse than Lahore, all yes. of those. <laughs> Somewhere that's like known to be polluted. Are you guys getting headaches from the smoke at all? or Not this time around. I have previously when it's been that smoky. Yes, it's given me headaches. Uh, where we are, it's definitely smoky and below quality, but it's not nearly what you're getting. So not this time. My sister gave me a air cleaner that she had in her house and Good. because I was getting all stuffed up and it it works wonders and so this this time around I've I've really been okay. How about you, Anna? Good. Yeah, we have an air purifier here that we've been running oh. every day. You're supposed to change out the filters like every three yeah. months. I have a feeling I have to do it every three weeks. No fun. So. And the sun looks so weird. It doesn't even look <laughs> yeah. real. Like outside, sometimes you can't even tell it's a sunshiny day. Like when you go outside, it looks like like you're you're in a film. Yeah. I don't even know how yeah. to explain it, but it's um, it doesn't look real yeah. outside a lot of times. Yeah, the right. green doesn't look green. The yellow doesn't look yellow. It's like yeah. you're in a filter. You're it's in all filter wrong. World. Yeah, yeah, you're in a filter <laughs> world. It's a Bobby world. You Imagine know? being a firefighter and being that close to it. I don't mean oh. like like when you're fighting it, mm-hmm. you're wearing all the masks and all that stuff, but like being at the base camp and and all of that stuff. I mm. I can't oh. even imagine what they go through. Their, their lungs must work overtime. But the rain helps everybody. Helps us feel more yes. fall-like. Helps the firefighters. Cleans everything out a little bit. I will be in for my evening fight with Sadie because she refuses to go out when it rains. But then she doesn't understand <laughs> that all the doors have rain. So the front door has rain. The back door has rain. All the doors rain. So leash. <laughs> even if I put a leash on you, it's still raining. And, you know, if you refuse to walk when we have time to walk 15 minutes later, it's still going to be raining. And she doesn't get all of this. <laughs> Poor Sadie. Well, you know what I was thinking about? Remember, it seems like just yesterday, but it was actually two years ago, we were talking about Halloween and how the, how we were going to deliver candy through right. shoots. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how time has changed and it's I Halloween know. again and people can knock on doors <laughs> Yep. COVID's all gone. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah. But it is. I do feel much, much more comfortable now with, I think I, I was thinking about that the other day, like are enough people comfortable with it that they're going to come all the way up to the door or should we still try to do the end of the driveway thing? But I, I think we're just going to go for it. You know, I, I think enough kids and parents are ready that it's, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I don't even know when trick-or-treating is here. I'm actually going to be out of town, but Halloween's on a Monday, right? Right. Yeah. So I should be here. I should be here when it's going on. 
<laughs> How about your neighborhood, Anna? I would think that people are going to go door to door this year. And I know kids over 12, if, if middle schoolers and high schoolers are still um, trick-or-treating, they can get their second boost now as of a month ago, I think. So if, if anybody's scared, are you guys scared of the COVID anymore? Like people are getting it and they, they just don't seem to mind anymore. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's it's different. I mean, the variants are, I, I mean, and of course the caveat is if you have underlying conditions, if you're compromised in other ways, yes, it's still a big deal. Yeah. But all, all things are a big deal when you have a compromised immune system. I think even my brother just had it a couple weeks ago and he was extremely worried about getting it because he's had some health concerns. And he's all boosted and vaxxed. In fact, he just had his latest booster. He ju- he had it like 10 days before he got it. You know, they say two no! weeks is the window and he missed it by just a couple of days. <laughs> but even he <laughs> said it was just, it wasn't nearly as bad as he thought it was going to be. It was just like a horrible, horrible cold. In fact, he's had respiratory infections that were not COVID tested that were worse. So I do think just the way the variants operate, I think the way pe- people are vaccinated and boosted for more people now than it used to be, it's not nearly the scare. And it's something we just have to live with and manage now. And hopefully people are smart, you know. I mean, if get backs if you can, wear masks if you can or can't, you know. I'd like to think that there's been some wash your hands, some education about stuff like that. But we'll see. Yeah. You- it just doesn't seem as deadly, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's what was the big scare is if you got it, you very likely might die. And now it's like if you get it, you're going to be sick, but you're more than likely not going to die unless you're compromised. Right. The trick is still making sure that you don't pass it to someone who is compromised. But mm-hmm. then True. again, you know, you, that's where the personal responsibility comes in. If you it's hard to legislate personal responsibility. A lot of governors are, are finding themselves that are going to be out of a job in November because they, they tried to legislate personal responsibility. And I mean, it's hard to remember that two years ago, like you just said, Lori, we were saving lives. People were dying of this mm-hmm. left and right. Hospitals, we weren't making this up. There really were morgue, like trucks parked outside of hospitals to act as morgues, right? I mean, these things really did happen. And the governors did the things that they did for a reason. And a couple of years later, when we're dealing with this inflation and everything, it's sort of hard to remember. And now people get a COVID, get COVID and say, oh, it's just like a cold. It's hard to remember how terrifying things were two years ago. Um, yeah. But, you know, thank God it's not anymore. I love that kids have Halloween. I love that kids are mm-hmm. having homecoming and proms. I love that kids are going to school physically and going to college. And, you know, there's yeah. this whole like... Uh, testing and and academic gap that's happened for some of these kids not to mention the social emotional social uh gap so thank god we're past all that i saw the best best meme the other day it was a picture of some women in swimming suits back in like the 30s or 40s and it said who knew these would be today's homecoming dresses (laughs) (laughs) right And then I started seeing the pictures on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's true. Yep. <laughs> I know. Just so, Sometimes I'm really glad I, I was never a parent. <laughs> I mean, just like I could never. If I had a teenage daughter, I'd probably lock her in her room for, I don't know, eight or nine years. Like if I had a, if I had a daughter, I would lock her in a room from like 13 to 22, I think. Yeah, you think you would? <laughs> <laughs> Anna, how okay, about Rapunzel? Are... <laughs> Anna, you've got one. <laughs> you, 
I do is she's a really good kid and she dresses very modestly and we're really happy about it, to be honest. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I, I also want to tell you guys, because I, I might sound different. I am now an Invisaligner wearer. <laughs> wow. I am as of last week. So if I am sounding lispy for the rest of this year <laughs> or spitty, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this is my Invisalign life. Anna, I actually forgot because you really sound fine. Oh, really? When you said that, I was like, oh, wow. The first couple of days, I could hear it. Well, I can but still now, hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my own worst critic, I'm sure, but... Is it feeling better to you now? Yeah, yeah, a lot better. Claire, I was so whiny <laughs> all last week. I was so whiny because it was hurting or annoying, and I couldn't get used to it, and I couldn't take them on and off. It was so hard, and they have, like, I have, like, 21 attachments. It was a pain, and I thought, am I even going to be able to sleep or eat? How do you eat with it? Well, you don't. You have to take them off, but I still have attachments, and so things could still get stuck on them, or I'm still in the beginning stages, so the attachments... Eventually will fall down naturally, but they just still cut me. And uh. not as much anymore this week, but last week, all I felt was like, oh, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding again. I'm having yeah. flashbacks to being 10 years old all of a sudden because I went through all that then. <laughs> now, I, my orthodontist never got finished. I could probably benefit from Invisalign. I don't know whether I'll do it or not, but I'm curious what made you decide to do it. Well, I see, and I'm like you. It, I, I was triggered, especially last week. Uh, I was telling you this wasn't I, Lori. This is like her second time, probably mm -hmm. fourth time hearing this. But like, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in middle school again because I'm talking like I'm from middle school again. And, and like, you know how you kind of bare your teeth because you got something new going on? And I had retainers back in middle school and I lost my bottom line and we never got that fixed because my parents decided they wanted to use some friends five hours away from us in Chicago. <laughs> It was one of those dealies. So when, when I lost the bottom one, we just never got that fixed. The The top one was always, you know, uh, fixed, and I, I completed that. But I didn't know that I was supposed to wear them for the rest of my life, like at nighttime. So they kind of shifted since. I got them now because now that I'm older, my dentist says that my gums need some help. So he wanted me to start using what's called proxy brushes between my teeth. Yeah, and I, can, I call them pokey I sticks. Can, yeah, and they feel yeah. really good between your it teeth does. when you use them. But if they don't fit between your teeth, then you're just poking through your gum and kind of wrecking them. Because my bottom teeth were never finished. They are still crowded on the front four. I need to get them to a point where I can fit some proxy brushes in there. And to do that, I have to get them straightened. And I've always wanted them straightened. I've always wanted to get those fixed. And so now this is a good excuse, cosmetically mm -hmm. and because my dentist told me I should. Yeah, the first day I'm like, Anna, you can take them off. You can take them off for a while if you need to. <laughs> oh, I know. But I just, you know, I don't want to do this wrong. They only give me two hours a day to, to have them off. And, and, and the dentist said, I, I'm not in a hurry. And, and I'm not. I mean, I, I actually don't want my smile to change that much. I have a feeling that it will happen because I think they also want my bite to change. Because if you don't fix that, I think something about your back teeth, your molars or something could be 
in danger if you don't get your bite fixed at an mm. older age or something. I don't know. Have you guys heard this stuff or am I just making it up? I don't know. No, I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking to the girl who hasn't been to the dentist in two and a half years. So, oh, you know, I still have, I keep putting that off. I never got around to it to the summer and now I'm just afraid. I've never been afraid of the dentist. I have been in every six months for my entire life person. And then, I don't know, something in the last two years, it just kind of all fell apart. Now I'm afraid to go. So you're talking to the wrong person. But yes, bite is very important, not only to, for care of your molars, but for things like TMJ and other stuff like that. Um, oh, is that the jaw thing? TMJ? Yeah, the jaw thing. Yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of stuff wrong if your if your bite's not wrong. So, no, I don't think they're making it up. I think that's interesting. I am curious, and I hope you don't mind sharing. Invisalign, I I didn't. I don't know if that's considered cosmetic, but I'm wondering because they recommended it for your gum care. Did your insurance pay for the Invisalign? Yes, the insurance wow, pays, nice. but not all of it. Like they only pay like I don't know, like maybe a, a fourth of it. It can run you $5,000, I think. I know, um, yeah. So my kids' insurance, my insurance is different from, from theirs. If you want to know, like, ours, 1000 and theirs was like, their insurance paid 1500 of theirs. Yeah, That's good to know, though. That's good to know. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. I don't mind sharing that. I knew I was going to do it someday. If my dentist said my gums are just fine, this year or next year, I would have presented, I wanted to get Invisaligns. What do I do? Well, I did it a few years ago, and that's why I I didn't feel like, I mean, my, you know, as you age, yeah, your your gums recede a little and everything. But I really want, I, I was so not happy with my smile, and I wanted, I wanted straighter teeth. But I yeah. paid for it. My insurance didn't. There are different kinds of aligners. So mine was Invisalign. There's Smile Direct. That's the one I did. But no, you you go in and you get you can get scanned or you can do the home scan. And Claire, do you remember back then for the the ortho to be able to get a mold of your teeth? What they did? Oh, it was like this metal tray with goopy stuff, and they you had to bite into it, and it felt really gross. They don't do that anymore. It's all digital. So they put a wand in your mouth and they just kind of put it around your teeth and and take pictures and they're able to create a mold that way. No goo involved. And it's probably 50 times more accurate too. (laughs) You know, despite that. Wow, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lasers. (laughs) I was so happy not to get that goo. I was actually afraid of it. (laughs) I hated the goo. And when I was a kid and my dentist was my cousin, so we had no choice but to go to him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and probably all the dentists did this, but I think, you know, I think he I felt like this was special torture. They would do these fluoride treatments and they would like basically soak these little like spongy things in some kind of horrible tasting thing and yes. stick them all around your mouth. And you'd have to like sit there with the food in your mouth for like 15 minutes while the fluoride. Oh, my God. It was just awful. Uh-huh. Like I could not drink enough milkshakes after going to the dentist because uh-huh. of that stuff. And I'm assuming they uh-huh. don't do that anymore. In fact, I know they don't do that anymore because you know, I don't know, maybe for kids. But, you know, now we have fluoride in the water and the toothpaste and everything. So I don't think they have to do it. But, yeah, we under we under endured some weird things <laughs> in orthodonture. <laughs> Can you? I can't imagine what it was like 100 years ago. But, you know, certainly oh. 40 years ago, it was felt barbaric. <laughs> my, my fear is, um, and I know... 
uh, my mom had this, and I know other people who've had it, is having to have a gum graft. Like when your gums recede and they have to like take some of your gum like off the roof of your mouth and, and put it where your, where your gums are supposed to be. And that's the part that hurts. Like, why are you taking it off the roof of my mouth? Don't you have like gums lying around from, I don't know, cows or something? <laughs> like, why do I have to? <laughs> that sounds painful. So I really, I really don't want that to happen. So yeah, yeah, use your proxy brushes. Scrape, scrape, scrape. Yes, yes, yes. I used to do those at, um, I don't, so there's the proxy brush, which is like the one on the little stick that they give you with the little brushes, but then there's these little um, kind of disposable version. They're called, I can't remember what they're really called, but I call them pokey sticks. And I used to do it like it, like it, like I keep them in the car and use them like when I'm waiting at a stoplight. And then one day somebody was looking at me and I'm like, you know, this is probably gross. <laughs> This is probably like one step below pig in your nose. <laughs> Talk about two. Are those those uh, rubbery ones that just kind of go through your teeth, like uh, yeah, in and between it, your it teeth? It comes in a little pack, and you have to break them apart. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. I can't gosh, remember the yes. name of them right now, but yeah. Um, but it's really it's a good obsession. It's better than better than biting your nails or smoking. You know, I mean, it's another like oral fixation thing you can do that's actually good for you, but. Not yeah. at stoplights. <laughs> Don't do it at stoplights. So, okay, topic change. I, 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 we haven't, guys haven't talked in a few weeks. So, Lori, I was just wondering how the baby's doing and how your son is doing with his, I think it was a broken collarbone? Yes, he uh, oh, broke yeah. his collarbone, his wrist, and his thumb opposite, you know, opposite Sheesh. sides. Um he got his cast off, and he's back at work this week. So he actually, I love this. He goes, Mom, as hard as that was, you know, I was really lucky because, number one, I walked away. And, number two, he ended up with a whole month off with his new baby. So, oh. Yay. Yeah. There are yeah, easier ways so, to do that. But, yes, that's great. Yes. <laughs> right. So has yes. he really gotten to fully hold the baby? I guess he has. Yes. Uh, once he got the cast on, that helped because then he wasn't like vulnerable, you know. Yeah. But um, and then they told him, they said, you know, in the olden days, they wanted you to wear the sling for the collarbone. But they said it's actually better if you don't. So he was able to do all of the things and hold the baby. And yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. They three of them got a whole month, actually, to be a little family before they had to get back to a regular routine. So. That's great. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Paternity yeah. leave one way or another. <laughs> if I already told you this, uh, stop me. But, you know, they weren't telling anybody what his name was. And so when I came to the house, they were already at the hospital and I was there to take care of the dogs. And I called my son. I go, you got to FaceTime with your dog. He's stressing out. You know, he's part <laughs> boxer. And so he said, oh, OK. You know, and he goes, but hey, if you see the baby's name around the house somewhere, just don't tell anyone until after he's born. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I'm oh. not real. I'm not a real detail oriented. And so I we did the little FaceTime with the dog and everything. And I'm running the house and I'm looking all around. And yeah. I finally, I finally saw it. It was in the window. They had wooden letters and it said Knox, uh, oh. baby Knox. And I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. I love it too. When did they? Well, yeah, I was going to say his name was. We saw his name, so we know it exists. So they just wanted to wait till he was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had decided, and I knew there was an X in it. And I tried Xavier, Xander, all those, but <laughs> Knox never occurred to me. And I was reading a book with a character named Knox. 
What? And it still didn't occur to me. Isn't that funny? He's doing very well. And I can't tell you, you know, I work with a population of women that have lost their children Mm -hmm. or are trying to get them back. And to have children that have a baby and are responsible, loving parents is just such a joy. I'm, I'm so happy. And I know a lot of grandparents are raising grandkids. I just feel very happy that they are both my son and daughter that the ones that have kids are just amazing parents yeah that really yeah. is a blessing and for mm-hmm. them too to have you and each other yeah. it really is I I over the years and this is getting it really deeper and deeper especially covid and the things that have happened the last couple of years I am so grateful for the relationship that I have with my siblings and for mm the how that was engendered by my parents whether how they did it I don't know why they were successful at it when other families aren't I don't know but I will never ever ever take that for granted yeah yeah that is good stuff and I know that my daughter you know she has four kids so she actually just came by herself because they're about six hours away and stayed overnight to get to meet her new nephew and uh, I'm sure we'll introduce all the kids and everything you know as a mom again that was a sibling thing and to see that made me really happy to know that that they're close so oh Oh, no little baby Knox I'm sorry I just have to tell you this I know a dog named Knox but he's also really cute <laughs> I just had I just had to get that out of there. But he was named for Knoxville, of, Tennessee. Well, uh, most most of what I get is Knoxberry Farm. Oh, but that's not even a yeah, thing. I know, but people think. <laughs> but people think it is. is that where they got it. Oh, I I, yeah, I so. think Fort Knox. Oh yeah, there you go. I think Knox Jelly. Solid. Is it a family? Is there a family person with that name? No, his middle name though is her grandparents are German, and uh, it's a German name. Uh, Diker, mm. I think that they say a Deeker, and so it's Knox Deeker. Yeah, nice. isn't um yeah. don't don't we have a friend in common who has a a, a grandchild named Thor? Tor, it's Tor. 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 It's pronounced Tor. T O R. Yeah. Okay. If if it's the right friend, we're talking about. I think now. Now that I think about it, there might be a Thor somewhere too. That baby's a year old now. I know. Hard to believe. Yeah. yeah, her family's growing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is funny how we transition, you know, how how things change. And, you know, I, as a life coach, I talk about a lot about life balance. And uh, a lot of people are like, how do we get perfect balance? I'm like, that is a myth. <laughs> you know, when you have kids, your balance is going to be a little more this way. And when you don't have kids, it's going to be that way. And, you know, I don't really believe in perfect balance, but it is interesting how our lives do shift, mm-hmm. you know, whatever stages we're going yeah. through. Yeah. I mean, Anna, your life is shifting. All your kids are in All college now. All it does now. is shift. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to seem like a weird comparison, but it's interesting. I, I want to talk first, just since you said that, I want to talk about Tom Brady for a second. <laughs> it, I don't, I've never particularly cared for him. I've always found him kind of arrogant and whatever, but I'm trying to lately look at him through the lens of just a, a person, right? And it's interesting because he's 45 years old. Is that right? Yeah, 44, he's, he's 45. 45. And yeah, he's been obviously won many Super Bowls and a champion, and he's got endorsements. He's got every in terms of his professional accomplishments, he's done more than anything anybody has ever done in, in his position. 
And along the way, he was married and divorced and has a child. Or I don't know, he might not have been married to Bridget Moynihan. I can't remember. But then he married Giselle Bunch, and they had more children in this family. And they've been married for a long time. And he decided last year, very publicly stated, that he was going to retire. And after he retired and there was much fanfare, about a month later, he went, never mind. <laughs> and then his marriage fell apart. And now here we are in the football season. He's playing again, not particularly successfully, which is not all his fault. I mean, there's a whole team of people out there that aren't quite meeting his expectations. He's losing his family. And I wonder, does he regret this decision? You know, and I, I wonder mm. what it is that drove him so hard. And, and the reason I, I, I brought it up is because of this balance, right? Now, okay, this is magnified, right? Magnified times a thousand of a person who has a... A big mm-hmm. arena for a job and travels the country and all of that kind of stuff. But that notion of work-life balance, that's like, that's literally his problem right now. At the, he's a 45-year-old man with a, a, a demanding profession and a wife and children that are pre-teenagers and teenagers at a demanding age. And mm-hmm. he was trying to work out how to balance his own happiness with his job and being a man and being a father. And he made a decision. And I wonder if he regrets that decision. He has not said that. No. But I can't mm-hmm. help but wonder if he has. You know, and you brought up a good point, Anna, and I have talked about this since we've known each other, how, you know, your kids need you when they're little, but when they're teenagers, they need you even more. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Even fathers, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, I... I don't know what was on his mind as far as getting back out of retirement, uh, going back into it. Do we know why Giselle wanted him to not be playing anymore? Does it, is it, does it have anything to do with injuries or it's hard on the body, you could get hurt? I, I don't think we okay. know. All I can think of is the things that he said before he retired And many of them were, my kids were getting older and I want to go to their Mm. games and watch them play and support what they do. And so Mm. that's the only thing I have to go on is that he himself acknowledged that he wanted to spend more time with his family and then then changed his mind. I almost said, I almost said reneged on that decision, but that would be a judgment and I'm trying not to be judgy. Mm. He, Mm. he, he simply reversed course and decided to give it one more year. Um, Just kidding. Just kidding. Right. Psych. So I don't. I don't know, Anna. I don't know if he, mm-hmm. he, and then maybe Giselle thought, well, he'll change his mind, he'll change his mind, he'll change his mind. There's plenty of time. And then suddenly the the preseason started and he got excused from all the games and he didn't have to go to practices or anything. And there was this speculation that he was on the mass Singer because he disappeared <laughs> and nobody knew where he was. And, you know, the next thing we know is his wife files for divorce. So, um, and he said, I'm a 45-year-old man, and I have a lot going on. And I'm not on the Max Singer. I'm dealing with life stuff. So I, I think maybe she gave him until the start of the season to see if he would change his mind, and he didn't. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. now injuries are a real concern, especially now. He's not uh, as well protected by his team as he has been in teams past. And he could get hurt, but I, I don't think that's it. I, I feel like it's the commitment to family that he uh, reversed on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, too. And... I, you know? I wonder, okay, so we seen, or, or it is known that he seems to be in better shape and even looks a little more youthful than he did like 10 years ago. 
And uh, do you agree with that? You know, there are memes about that. And I think he even wore a T-shirt recently saying I'm something about his youth or his younger looking self at the age of mid 40s. I'm wondering, you know, maybe it's the age thing like he is better than at this age where a lot of football players are retired by by now at that age. But if he really is feeling, I don't know, this sort of invincible thing going on, or he wants to know that he could still push his body to the maximum on the field and it makes him feel, I don't know, good. Because there's going to be a point in time like you're going to feel like I'm not going to be able to do this sometime really soon. In the next few years, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I love the fame and I love knowing that I can do this at this age. What I was going to say is I'm I'm the single one here. And part of the reason is, is when you get in a relationship, you know, it in from my era, it was pretty much assumed the woman would give everything up. And I know that that has changed. And there was a teacher at my kid's high school. He was the football coach, which was a very coveted position, but they had four kids. His wife wanted to teach. He he stepped down from coaching so she could have a equal chance. And I admire that. But I also see so many people that one partner has to carry the brunt of everything because the other one wants to live their dream and won't make concessions. And I don't know if that's what's happening here. In my mind, I'm like, she's just like, all right, if I'm going to do it myself, I'm going to do it myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do it myself, then I'm going to do it myself. And then I don't have to consult him on decisions that he's not here to make or second guess because he's not mm-hmm. here to understand the decisions, right? Then I get to just And who knows? Them. Maybe she had a career she wanted. And maybe because he's choosing to do his thing, she can't because she's making a commitment. Like mm-hmm. when my kids were little and I was a single mom, I got a job offer in radio in Oregon. It was a morning show and I so wanted to do it. But I knew my kids didn't want to leave their dad you know, and move out of state. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to move and have them then have to make a decision. And I turned it down and I made that sacrifice and I wasn't even married, but I did it for my Mm -hmm. kids. And so if you're a mom and you're making all the sacrifices and then you have your hopes up, oh, he's going to retire, oh, he's going to be, ah, dang, he changed his mind again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, the flip side of that is depending on your maturity level and who you are, does that turn to resentment, mm-hmm. right? So with, with Tom Brady as the example, and again, I don't know him personally, let's say he did really retire and he is home now with the kids. Is he resentful, mm-hmm. right? Does that True. rear itself yep. in, in, a, in a way that ultimately leads to a split? I yeah. don't know. It's a lot to think about. And who's, whose resentment is more important? Hers, if he goes back to work? Or his because he doesn't. You know, Mm, I mean, I think that there's so many relational things, you know, that, of course, we don't know. Like, we're just speculating here. But still, I think it. these are, you know, these are big things. And I that's something I've really thought about when people are like, have you ever thought of dating? It's like, man, I don't know, because what if I meet someone and they're they're really successful and they want to move to the East Coast and my family's here? If I say no, then do I give up all my stuff? It's You know what I mean? You, when you're older, you have to, when you're young and in love and you don't have kids yet, it's easy to go, I'll do whatever you do, you know? Now, right. did, have you guys thought of this? Because the reason why I was wondering about why Giselle was so mad about it, what I thought could have been was 
that she might have been worried about him getting hurt in this next mm-hmm. and last season. Yeah. Like I I really feel like I would be like waiting for the time that he could just retire so that I don't have to worry about him getting hurt or having concussions or, you know, so Mm -hmm. many things can happen at that age on the field. I mean, not even just that age, just anybody at any age, that field is so dangerous. Yeah. It's a very, very, very dangerous game and a dangerous position that he plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wonder, I I think, you know, if she, I'm sure that's part of it, but why, if you love him enough to be concerned for his safety, why divorce him? Because maybe that's the or ultimatum. Is it just a matter? Maybe of- she needed to make up an ultimatum. Oh. You do this to us, our, our family, and scare the crap out of me and the kids. We're not. We can't be together. Uh-huh. You know that kind of thing. I don't right. know. I mean, right. it's not. I'm not going to say that it's right, but I think some people they do it out of love. Like I am going to have to divorce you if you don't take care of yourself. If you continue to get hurt or whatever. I don't know about Giselle, but I, I but, can see people doing that. But if if you get married when they're in that career, like people that marry policemen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's like part part of that commitment is you know what they do. You still yeah. get scared. So so to <laughs> well of course, but then to get in it and then put all these demands when when you knew this is what they chose, you know, that's where I think big resentment can start to come in. Mm. But to keep doing it at that age? I know. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. what will happen when the football season's over, which, you know, the rate things are going. In his case, it'll be over in December. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it won't be very long. But um, I wonder if they'll go through with the divorce. I mean, they seem to be. They're, they're having separate residences. I mean, this is the things I read in the tabloids. <laughs> so I assume they're at least partially true. Forget his relationship with his wife. His relationship with his children yeah. could be in jeopardy mm-hmm. if he's not careful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And then I look at Russell Wilson and I want to make sure he doesn't get oh. in the same situation. You know, he's got a great wife and a bunch of adorable children that are just getting more adorable by the day. And he's sort of mm. struggling right now. And, you Good know, time. I'm, you know, I hate to see that happen. He is just the ultimate target for every, not just, yeah, not just for memes and not just from people on the outside, but also Broncos are like against him. Like his teammates don't yeah. respect him. Well, you heard uh, Richard Sherman go off. Yeah. yeah. And, and Marshawn Lynch. They, they have to go to a middleman to be able to mm-hmm. talk to him and... Maybe Broncos are feeling that way, too. I mean, they, you know, yeah. and, and and that's the thing is I think, you know, he's always been kind of a sweetheart for us here in Washington. But even like with Tom Brady, you know, we can speculate and look, but we don't know. Like, I know there's families that look like the perfect families. And then you find out that there's things going on. So sometimes we just we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But right. but I'm with you, Anna. I hate to see him picked on yeah i just feel i feel bad i mean we we all loved him over here but there are some moves still that he he makes that i just don't miss like his signature let me run the ball i'm like when he was a seahawk didn't you feel like gosh i i want you to throw the ball (laughs) yeah sometimes watching him triggers me a little bit (laughs) (laughs) when you Mm -hmm. what you set yourself up though when you when you get a a giant giant contract like that and make a gajillion dollars people are gonna want to expect every single dime out of you you know like alex rodriguez i 
loved Alex Rodriguez. When he very first came up, when he was a um, a rookie with the Mariners, such a great player. He would do anything. I watched him hit triples a couple times, which to me, the triple is the most exciting thing in baseball, even more than a home run because <laughs> you really have to run. And like tremendous. And then he got this big, giant, fat contract, left Seattle, went to Texas, and then he stunk. And he was the highest played paid player in like any sport ever at the time and he was horrible and then by the time he went to the Yankees he was just like you know arrogant and all like all this just terrible stuff happened you know and I think sometimes those big contracts they put this this pressure on these guys that they can't live up to and yet at the same time they have this sense of entitlement about it and um I feel bad for Russell. I really do. I, I, I know what you're saying. I get I get some of those same little like flashbacks. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't go for money, but you know, you have to, I, I'm sure it happens in all, in, in business too, when you hear about somebody getting a big raise or, you know, how much they make and you're like, wow, yeah. are you really worth all that, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I am actually surprised that the Broncos thought he was <laughs> That's so bad for me to say mm-hmm. worth that. <laughs> I, 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 if anybody decided to give me $245 million and have to live up to the expectations, I would make certain priorities happen. And like many seem to be accusing him of making his brand his priority and not really making his quarterback his actual playing (laughs) do you see what I'm saying yeah I I don't I don't want to believe that but it seems to be coming out that way when he's on the field I I hate to say that I hated even the first game between the Broncos and the Seahawks and everybody had to ask are you going to boo Russell Wilson and I thought a lot of people were saying no 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 he took us to the Super Bowl get spectacular Halloween savings at your neighborhood Goodwill save big on fall home decor lights creative costumes cozy sweaters and everything in between to welcome fall and make your Halloween howl prices started just 99 cents with thousands of items added daily make Halloween magic with low prices and one-of-a-kind items at your neighborhood Goodwill Visit GESMN.org. That's GESMN.org. And even Pete Carroll, when when interviewed days before the game, was asked if Seattle should boo or give him love. Mm -hmm. Many took his answer to be, I won't hate if you boo him. Even then, when people talked about it, even all our radio stations, Shelly asked, Seth asked, and it seemed like people agreed they would cheer for him. And as it turned out, all of Century Linkfield booed <laughs> Russell Wilson. I was so bummed out about that. But then during that game, I realized every bad play that came from Russell Wilson, I didn't miss. And in fact, said the words, well, we don't need to worry about that anymore. Oh, my God. I totally lost track of time. I have to go. <laughs> I just looked at the clock and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 2.57. Let's, ah! let's wrap this up. <laughs> One more thing, guys. Go Geno Smith. Go Gino. 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 <laughs> well, where can we connect with you on social media? I am on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. And I'm Coach, Coach Lori on Facebook, uh, L-A-U-R-I-E. And I'm on Twitter at I-M-A-N-N-A-D. Whoop. This is Listen and Learn or no. not. Ha <laughs>
my God, I'm so glad. I love you guys. Love you. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.